Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. Today is episode 14. Uh, this is going to be a non-film Pacific episode. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, lots of different things today. It's March, uh, and it's St. Patty's Day, or at least it was yesterday, was but yesterday. March is the time for brackets when we're going to do some that we've talked about for a while. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Tapia, along with me, Mr. Cameron. Hello, hello. Thank you, Cameron. And as always, Santa. Hello. And Nicole. How are you guys? We're doing pretty well. Uh, you, you guys did your Slice Life pizza today? We did, yes. It was me, me, Santa, Cameron, and uh, Cameron's family all went. <laughs> all three of us. All we had a we had a good time. We had some good pizza, so that post should be up later this week. You didn't get your preferred pizza venue. No. It was mysteriously not open. We didn't get to go to the most mysterious pizzeria in Nashville, um, but you know I'm still optimistic that we'll get it sometime this year. Otherwise, there'll just be a bunch of uh, you know footnotes on other reviews saying we tried to go to a pizzeria and couldn't. <laughs> mm. So it's been a few weeks since we uh, last uh, convened and we talked about Black Panther. Uh, lots of movies have come out. Uh, we just saw some new trailers, one of which was the Infinity Wars Avenger trailer. Cameron, what do you think? Uh, I thought the new one looked good. Uh, I've seen the, the previous ones also, um, but it seemed like they were trying to explain who the bad guy was a little bit because he's shown up in most of the movies up to this point but it's the I, I can understand that if you're not you know steeped in all of the uh marvel mythology you might not yeah, know, know exactly who that is there's some know. flashbacks it looks like in this because mm-hmm. you see gamora as a kid yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless yeah. that was a baby hulk but yeah <laughs> could, could we also be. got a hint though for the location of the the last infinity gem right oh uh, what was that hint noted by sentinel Surrey showing that the holographic image of a big stone, you know, the vibranium. Oh, you know, okay. the vibranium. I thought that was somebody's face for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we did kind of speculate a little bit yeah, on that, yeah. and there is a lot of Wakanda in the the new trailer. It and seems the like old there's trailer. a big fight that happens in yeah. Wakanda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was a yeah there was a there was a plan involved, but yeah, definitely they they showed a lot of Thanos or backstory Thanos, and with the exception of maybe one or two movies, he hasn't really been focused on that much yeah um so he got the most attention in uh, the first guardians of the galaxy that's that's what i recall yeah yeah Yeah. um and then that's when they were actually talking a lot about the infinity stones with the collector Mm -hmm. and everything like that but looks fantastic um you know we could speculate for days i i'm i'm kind of curious about who's going to die because somebody has to die i we, feel we started our own like a death we might do pool. like a death pool death pool <laughs> that's a good <laughs> somebody's gonna die yeah there's there's some contenders um but before we get into the bracket which i'm gonna allow santa explain any other things that we need to cover um i just like to know you guys saw wrinkle in time how was that we did, yeah. It was great. Um, if you have, especially uh, maybe like middle school kids, I think that'd be a great movie to go see. So who's read the book? I did. Yeah, I think we've all read Cameron, yeah. so Santa's the only one. I haven't read the book since like junior high, but... It's, a, it's not an easy book to adapt for the screen, but... Yeah. Um, I was really young when I read it, and I was reading over the synopsis on Wikipedia, and then all of the kind of thoughts came back to me. I, I even remember, like in like fifth or sixth grade, you had to dress up as a uh, K 
character from a book. Uh-huh. And I think for some reason I just chose Calvin O'Keefe because I thought it was just an easy... He just let yeah, you dress up like a, as a jock, I guess, which yeah. you know, certainly I wasn't in elementary school, but it seemed like the easier costume. Right. I was always looking for the easy way out. When I, I mean, you didn't dress up as like a winged unicorn, so <laughs> no, not or, or a centaur or anything yeah. else, 80 uh, foot tall Oprah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that was like one of the odd choices they made because if I recall correctly from the book, the point is that particular character doesn't even fully take human form she like is more of like a shimmer Mrs. Witch yeah Mrs. Yeah. Witch you know cause like she's like so powerful and like kind of beyond material existence that like taking a physical form mm-hmm. is hard for her why they chose to make that be 80 feet tall <laughs> I do not understand like it, was, it seems like the whole point was so they could have that shot of the girl flying under Oprah and mm-hmm. caressing <laughs> Her cheek. Her giant <laughs> cheek. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell are we trying to say about Oprah here? She's larger than I life. Think, uh, Oprah I think is Oprah God. is larger than life for some people. So she is. Yeah. You know, it was it was still a good movie. Um, I saw. I I would recommend it. You don't necessarily have to go see it in a theater, but it might be good to watch one at home. I think it was great for kids. I think the disappointment was this could have been a movie that was great for kids that adults also loved, but yeah. I think it was mainly for it was kids. it was a little heavy handed on yeah. some of like the morality lessons. Right. But believe it, in yourself. It, all right. It, it is a tough book to digest. Yeah. Um, but it was also pretty, pretty. I won't say groundbreaking, but you know, different than other movies. It it was a sci fi movie. Not not. Sorry, different than other books being yeah, published around yeah. the time, which I think was around the 60s or so. Mm-hmm. It was a sci-fi movie with a female protagonist yeah. uh, and just a lot of just just kind of weird stuff. Uh, it had definitely some Christian uh, themes to it as well, I think, a little bit. Mm-hmm. but Nothing heavy-handed, though. No. I, mean, I didn't you know, pick up on that when I was a kid. At the end of the day, it was a girl and a little brother who missed their dad and went to go find him. I think they depicted kids who were, like, being bullied well in that book, too. You know, like, that was way before a lot of the other Yeah, that was one of the first books I remember reading where it had, like, a girl protagonist that, like, didn't fit along with, like, everyone else totally. So, Mm -hmm. I think it rings true for a lot of people. So, definitely worth checking out to see. I'll, I'll definitely... Look for it probably when it's on. Yeah, get it on Netflix or something. Netflix. Yeah, because there's honestly so many movies that are coming out that trying to catch up with that one's going to be difficult. Yeah. So it'll probably be on the Disney streaming service. <laughs> True. Oh, it's a Disney movie, right? Yeah. Is it? Is yeah. it? I don't know. Just sure. rent it on Amazon for like what two ninety nine yeah. or something. Mm. That's what we do. Resist the Disney streaming service. Resist all. Streaming yeah. What? Well, okay. Yeah. Now that you say that, because I was, uh, I was looking to see when the Last Jedi was going to be available for download which i think if on the disney streaming service they're doing it like a week early uh but then otherwise i think it's like next the 27th or something i'm fine with windowing but i feel like disney is one step away from pulling all of their content off netflix and trying to be like if you want any of this you gotta buy our shit too you want to tay tay it yeah exactly turn turn to taylor swift and hopefully they'll have the same outcome as taylor swift did (laughs) well we won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I, already, I already see Santa getting a, a whole little bit uncomfortable about <laughs> us That's a whole ragging other industry. On, on Taylor. We're already so. talking about the movie industry. We can talk about the music industry, too. So, uh, 
do we want to go ahead and switch to the brackets? Because that's yeah, what I see. Everybody's out. got pulled out. Um, Santa, this is your brainchild, so can you explain it for the uh, at Guy Girl Santa panel? So we've decided to do, as, as March, and as you do, is you do a bracket for March, and we, you know, there, we didn't really fancy any ideas, but we, I decided to do a super bra superhero bracket, and uh, the main criteria was it had to be based off a comic book. Okay. Or, or adapted from a comic book, so because there's plenty of superheroes, but but a requirement is that it has to be yeah. comic book yeah. adapted. And there's also other movies that are not what you wouldn't expect them to be comic book movies, but they actually are. You yeah, know? and this, sure. Well, this isn't necessarily a superhero bracket as it is a superhero movie bracket. Yeah, we're so talking about the movies. We itself. have more than one Captain mm -hmm. America. Okay, right, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. We're talking about the actual flick. Yeah, so, themselves, yeah. so we have. Do we have 64 movies? There are 64 movies. <laughs> okay, yeah. but we have four regions. How are we breaking up the regions? So I did the four regions as the Marvel Cinematic Universe as one, and that's basically the, the top region. And then Cinematic Universe meaning everything that's been building up to this Avengers yeah, Infinity the, War the, thing. The 18 movies. And everything right. put out by Marvel. No, no, it's well, the Marvel Cinematic no. Universe. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. the, the 18 movies part of the Marvel Cinematic because Universe. Because we have another bracket that yeah. mentions Marvel. Yeah, the other bracket, we have another one for Marvel movies that are not part of that. Mm -hmm. So that, that would encompass the X-Men, the Fantastic yeah. Four. So that's the Fox and the yeah. Spider-Man. The, the older Spider-Man yeah. movies, yeah. Uh, and then we have a DC one, which... DC is pretty much a Superman and Batman. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, well, you've got. And, and I got the vertical. I had to, I added the vertical imprint uh, part of it also. Yeah, because you've got uh, V for Vendetta, Watchmen, and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then the other imprints would be anything non-Marvel and non-DC. What does imprints mean? Imprints the imprint publisher. Of a publisher. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Good question. So okay, so basically we're just going to go matchup by matchup, region by region. Pick our winner and then see who's the ultimate. Are we going to try to get through it all? I think we we'll probably just do the first round today. We might could do the second round also, depending on how quick we do the first round. Because okay. once we get to the to the Sweet the Sixteen, <laughs> they, I mean, there, there could be some 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 debate. Yeah, right. I hear that. Yeah. All right. So uh, Nicole, do you want us to get us started? Are we going to do with the what cinematic universe? Yeah, let's start with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Our first matchup is our number one seed against our sixteen seed. Thank you to Sam tonight for helping out with the seeding. Um, our number one seed is Thor Ragnarok, and it's going up against Iron Man two. All right, uh, Cameron, you got any? Initial uh, thoughts? Well, I, I think I know what we're all going to pick, which is Thor Ragnarok. I mean, this is not a situation where the 16 seed upsets number <laughs> one. Um, yeah, uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man 2 is terrible. Iron Man <laughs> 2 is no University of Michigan, Baltimore. No, uh, Maryland, Baltimore. Mar Maryland, County. Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, just, you know, we talked recently because we did the podcast on Thor Ragnarok, but Iron Man 2. It's just got a terrible uh, bad guy with was a Mickey O'Rourke. Um, I don't even remember the final battle. All I remember is uh, Piper. Is her, her name is Piper, right? Yeah. The, I just yeah. remember her screaming all the goddamn time throughout the entire movie. It's like this is just annoying at this point. Yeah. I would probably be upset if I was her Gwyneth Paltrow because of that. There's just very little that I remember from to the a Iron Man too. 
mm. the, the movie doesn't fit into the overall plot, you know, cinematic universe at all. Like, there's no consequences. He's just an evil Russian. There's no, uh, there's no stones. There's no. Yeah, yeah. Other... He's an evil, because, aggrieved Russian. Because both of the fir- the first two Iron Man movies come out before Avengers. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I assume. <laughs> It doesn't really even matter what Santa picks. Three of us yeah. said yeah, Iron Man right. 2 advances. No, no, Thor Ragnarok advances. Ah, <laughs> see, I was just trying to make sure you were paying attention. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok advances. Okay, so what do we have, I guess, for our 8 and 9? 8 and 9 is Captain America Civil War versus Doctor Strange. Ooh. All right. Um, so I would say... Civil War was a pretty impressive movie. It was almost like the third Avengers. Uh, had really good thematic, uh, thematic conflicts between our heroes. It was almost like the battle before the, the battle with the bad guys. We got to kind of fight you know, within ourselves, understand who, who and what we're fighting for, and then team up and kick some ass. So I'm going to have to throw my hat into the Civil War. What do you think, Nicole? Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go Doctor Strange. I had Doctor Strange in my top five Marvel movies. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is great as Doctor Strange. I love his character. Um, they're, you know, we dealt with an, an Infinity Stone during it. Um, I, Which I, Infinity Stone was that? The time one. Ah, uh-huh. uh, okay. That's um, the green one. Yeah. Is that it? Is it green? That's what I remember I from the trailer. Green. Yeah. It's um, the Eye of Agamotto. Ooh. It's uh, it it just adds a lot to the Marvel mythos. I thought I thought the character was great. I loved everybody in it. So, all right. So we've got a one and one. Uh, Santa, you want to throw your hat in? Uh, Civil War. That that was my. I mean, I have Civil War in my top five, and just because of the the combination of like the see, it, it's Avengers two. It's better than Avengers two. Civil War. I mean, that would have been a, be- a better Avengers two. But movie, it's not. But, yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but, but uh, it's not a good Captain America movie. <laughs> but it, but it's still a good movie there. though. Yeah, um, I'm torn because I thought Civil War was good, um, but yeah, it's not really like Nicole said. It's not really a Captain America movie, and I thought uh, Doctor Strange kind of expanded, you know, the scope of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he's like magical. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's like. It adds Other a stuff, whole new you know? like aspect to the universe. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good. So I don't know how we do tiebreakers because I think I'm going to do Doctor Strange. All right. Well, we uh, we elicit the Tyler tiebreaker okay. like we have done in previous brackets. <laughs> I'm not sure if Tyler's seen either of these movies. Well, hey, she hey she, she let fate decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna ask Mrs. Tyler to come in and say. Uh, your choices are uh, Captain America Civil War or Doctor Strange. I hate it, Captain America Civil War. Wow. I hate, I hate all the Captain Americas. Um, <laughs> Doctor Dang. Strange. Okay. That's right. I really, Whoa. what was the one I really hated, Matt? It was like Winter you, you Soldier. You hated the second one, Winter Soldier. Whatever. That was, <laughs> I hate that one oh, that's so a much, really good one. I'm going <laughs> to hate the third one. So. Okay. Well, Tyler we have our tiebreaker. All right. Thank you, Tyler. We'll <laughs> call you back if we need you later. So... Doctor Strange advances. Um, all right, so moving on to another Captain America movie. This is the four thirteen. All right. Uh, so I assume the Avengers, uh, the first one is is a four seed. Yeah, against yeah. Captain the the higher seed is the top one. Okay, against Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, Cameron. 
So I, I gotta say, I really like Captain America First Avenger. I love stuff that is, in general, if it's done well, I love period pieces. Um, and I like liked how the whole, how most of the movie was shot in like a sepia tone. Like, really liked that. All that being said, the First Avengers was, was like another level of epic. And uh, I, I would say it was a lot more exciting and interesting than just Captain America's origin story. Okay. Santa? Yeah, Avengers. Yeah. Enough said. I was kind of kind of bored by the first Avenger, uh, uh, Captain America first Avenger, because it's, it was kind of like paint my numbers. Yeah. Like, like, you know, buy the book and stuff. And you know, and I didn't like the whole USO stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. see, I thought that was an interesting kind of way he entered, got into it, you know? So I didn't like the whole periodist of it. I thought it was very slow and boring and it it didn't the Captain America that was in that movie isn't the Captain America that you then enjoy and embrace and mm-hmm. the Avengers movies and all the other ones coming coming after it. So I am going to have to to throw in the the third vote for the Avengers Nicole, do you want to make it unanimous or? I will make it unanimous. Definitely, the Avengers are like a thousand times cooler than Captain America. Um, Santana and I sat down and watched both of them back to back recently because I hadn't seen the first Captain America movie, so we watched it and I was like, "Oh, all right, this is okay." And then the Avengers came on, so I was like, "Why don't we just make a movie night of this?" And I was just like, "It's extra cool when you watch them together, but Avengers are." Yeah. Clearly, clearly the. Even me, the guy who likes favorite. that movie, <laughs> likes the Avengers more. So. Mm-hmm. I don't mind like the the, you know, the World War Two stuff, but like, <coughs> just like I don't know, the villain was awful. Loki is so cool as a villain, like. Yes, Loki was awesome. Just um, the having, you know, just, Hulk smash yeah. and. The whole yeah. fight scene at the end where they're all together finally. Mm-hmm. I remember Santa and I just turned and looked at me and was like, you know what? Even if DC had done a great job with Justice League, they still did it first. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. True. true I that. agree with that. All right. So the Avengers advances. Now we have the five twelve. Five twelve. Yep. Um, Santa, what what do we got there? It's a uh, Captain America Winter Soldier versus Age of Ultron. Hmm. So, Nicole, what do you what do you think? I'm gonna go with. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Really? Okay, so the sequel to the first Avenger mm-hmm. versus the sequel to the, the Avengers. initial Avengers. Yeah. I didn't really... Age of Ultron's alright, but um, the Winter Soldier, I just think Bucky just was a great character. And, you know, I, I was glad to see him come back in such an interesting light. And I feel like he's added a lot to the... I think he's done more for the Avengers than Vision has. So. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, Ultron and its concept was pretty neat, but it was also kind of this, you know... Almost like a filler. Yeah, it, it, and it's not like a physical, it's it's almost this, you know, idea of, it's almost, I'm trying to think of, like, almost like, kind of like when Superman fights Brainiac, where it's just like, you, you're just sort of fighting some sort of, you're like... You're fighting the well, internet. Yeah. Well, 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 well
Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> boy. Exactly. Yeah, I can't wait to see that one in the bracket, even if it made it. <laughs> that didn't make the list. Yeah, it did. Yeah, <laughs> it got knocked out in the the uh, the, the round of the first it, it, round of four and day. It made the it made the NIT. Okay. <laughs> I think I think one sign of of all the Age of Ultron in the movie's weakness is like they essentially techno babble their way to the end, like they just discover that. Uh, that Iron Man's assistant, you know, AI assistant isn't dead. He's like somewhere in safe mode, he's, and they use him to destroy. He's all the ghost in the. Yeah, movie. like yeah. it's it's kind of just a. It's a literal Dusex Machina. Yeah, because mm. it's kind of just a hoo ha way to get the movie to end, essentially. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the 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 fight scene with the Winter Soldier at the end was was I thought really intense. That was just I love when it's a good matchup of basically people that have you know, equal to same skills. It just makes it, I don't know, it's just more suspenseful. Yeah. Versus, I don't know, just... There were some really great moments of Age of Ultron, but it was definitely a little bit of a, you know, cluster... Porsicovia is end. all I gotta say. So, what's that? Porsicovia. Ooh. That's where the, the city where the final battle is. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, Santa, what are we saying here? The Winter Soldier Winter advances? Winter Soldier advances. All right. Okay. Oh, one one more thing I wanted to say about Winter Soldier. That's got one of the. It's one of the few movies that actually makes a point beyond being a superhero movie, because that's the one where Nick Fury makes that like flying death fortress, and Captain America is opposed to that. Oh yeah. And you know the whole the whole twist at the end of the movie is like there's corruption within yeah, Hydra's, Shield. Hydra's taking yeah. over. Like, it's, it's like just because you are the good guy who makes a thing that no human being should have doesn't mean you should make it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like, it, you know, with all the revelations about the NSA that were coming out at the time, I felt like that message actually had meaning beyond just the next installment of Marvel's superhero franchise, you know? Good point. I mean, it adds that that extra layer to the Marvel movies where it's just, it's not just us, you know, fighting yeah. some, you know, supernatural being. There's there's this, you know, the there's, fight for humanity. There's actual commentary man. there. Yep. Totally agree. Uh... Wow. So, already, man, some good discussion. And I'm looking at the next one, and this one, I think, I know where it's going to go. So, <laughs> I think a, it's, at, it's at a 6. Oh, it's a 314. 314. Yeah. Okay. So, we have the Black Panther against the original Thor. Thor the with Hensworth. So, mm-hmm. Thor 1 of the Marvel Soviet Universe. So, I'm going to go ahead and I will admit that I'm a little bit biased because we just saw it, but Thor really, really, really struggled out of the gate. Yeah, it was it, it was trying to be like a love story and then like a... a, a it, it's a chick flick, basically. I mean, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. say that because he, he loses his powers and he, and he has to like discover himself and then mm-hmm. and get the girl... Yeah, <laughs> there's not many yeah. two. There's not many multi-dimensional characters in that movie. Yeah, the first couple of minutes of it wasn't that bad, but it just quickly just you know. The only thought the part I thought that was interesting about Thor was the way they depicted the uh, technology, quote unquote, of the of the what's their what's the name of the place? Asgard. Asgard. Asgardian, yeah, Asgardian technology, like mm-hmm. the way they like sort of translated all the. Norse mythology to the comic book stuff to how it's depicted on the screen. Like, that was interesting. Nothing else was interesting about that movie. Like, 
What do you think, Nicole? 100% Black Panther all the way. That was my top pick for top Marvel movie. Even as a chick flick movie, you didn't appreciate Thor? I appreciate Thor. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of appreciation. There's a lot of appreciation for Thor, (laughs) but like as a movie goes, Black Panther was like the total package. It had a good story, it had great actors, it had a much better villain. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, yeah, has the best villain. It had a great soundtrack. It had great visuals. Wakanda is way cooler than Asgard. Yes, um, that's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. the The mythology and the civilization that they mm-hmm. built in Black Panther was ten times what yeah, they, they had, had laid out. They had great world building. And I remember that was one of the things we said when we left the theater. It was like, I wish they'd done this to Asgard. Like, yeah, yeah, Asgard is just basically people wearing earth tone robes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and so. it was kind of everywhere. It was like, let's be a little bit Roman. Let's be a little yeah, bit yeah. Norse. And I'm just like, what? Man. What are we? Right. I don't. I, think, I don't get it. I think this next matchup is going to be hard. Well, why don't you? Uh, who, who do we have? What's the seating? We just... got the six eleven, and the number six is Spider Man Homecoming. So that's the most recent Spider Man. Yeah. The one that actually, I guess, is part of the trailer. trailer is yeah. part yeah. of the again. Marvel City Universe. And we also, Marvel Cinematic Universe. We also have Ant-Man at number 11. Mm. Uh, the the uh, humorous Paul Rudd, and along with uh, an amazing sporting cast. Hmm. I'm going to let Santa go in first on this one. I'm actually going to go with Ant-Man on this one. Oh, I, had no. I had a feeling. Like, I did like the Spider-Man movie a lot, but... I, I think I like Ant-Man a little more just because at least it's a new character for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Spider-Man, I've, you know, this is the third reboot in 10 years, you know, and, and I mean, not that, that he wasn't good or Tom Holland wasn't great as Spider-Man. It's just like, I've seen this Spider-Man before. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Paul Rudd is really good. Explored material. Yeah. Even, it, even, it, though the, even though the plot to Iron Man is, ba- I mean, uh, Ant-Man is basically similar to Iron Man, but it, yeah, you know, yeah that's, a little bit. Cameron? Um, <clears throat> All the positives that Santa just said about Ant Man, I agree with. I think Paul Rudd's great. You know, it, it's a little something different, and the stakes are lower, so it's more casual and fun. But um, in spite of the fact that we've got, you know, three garbage movies, garbage Spider Man, Spider Man movies, you know, coming out prior to this one, and the, what you said about it being rebooted a bunch of times, like. They nailed what Spider-Man is supposed to feel like so well that I, uh, I'm going to vote for that one. Like, they really... It's like, you can tell that Marvel has, you know... They know the character. Boy back, you know? <laughs> so you're going Spider-Man. You're going Spider-Man. You're going Spider-Man. Yeah. Man. Uh, I kind of want to go Spider-Man, too. Uh, I, I thought the villain, uh, the vulture, Michael Keaton, was really good. Yes. Um, I, th- I thought it's the best villain that Spider-Man's faced since the Green Goblin in the, the first one with, with Toby. Uh, Ant-Man was, was, was good, but I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I struggle, and I know there is something there connecting everything, but it seemed a lot less connected into the universe. I'm waiting sure. for it to tie it a little bit more. I will say, uh, having... Ant-Man and the Civil War fight was definitely a lot of fun, and 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 I, and I think having that character is going to be important for the next wave of it. So going, you know, future-wise, I might be you know changing my mind, but for right now, I'm going to go Spider-Man: Homecoming. So Nicole, this is this is really a hard one for me. Um, they're both great movies. They're both really funny too. They both have a great cast. Um, 
but ultimately I had I I appreciate what Ant Man's done more than, than mm. Spider Man, so I'm gonna go with Ant Man. Alright. I'm all, the the reason why I picked that also is because I'm more excited for the Ant Man single the at the Ant Man sequel sequel yeah. than I am for the Spider Man one. So Which is coming out this year as well. Mm-hmm. So another tie. Um, we need tiebreaker Tyler. Tie is she break? available? All right. We need so to do a Tyler breaker. She's coming from the KSR uh, South office. Yeah. All right. So we have another tiebreaker. We have Spider-Man Homecoming. That's the most recent Spider-Man movie. Okay. And uh, Ant-Man with Paul Rudd. Spider-Man Homecoming. Boom. Boom. It has been spoken. So. Never saw Ant-Man. All right. Well. Sorry, Paul Rudd. I Sorry, tried. Paul Rudd. They're still cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Cameron, why don't you read off the next right. matchup? Next, we've got Iron Man between versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Hmm. So the original Iron Man versus the sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and pick my vote. Um... And I think I actually, we, we had talked about this recently, and I think I got a lot of uh, surprise looks, but I'm sticking with it. Iron Man, I still feel, is like one of the best Marvel movies that that uh, has been made of the 18. It's just, it's got everything. It brought back, in my opinion, Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Made him a fortune, too. Yeah, it, it, it was also the first kind of like super... Hero movie where, where the superhero had a really good sense of humor and they were cocky, but they were also confident, um, and just him building the whole suit and everything was just was fantastic. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was great, um, but it's also, in my opinion, not, never going to be better than the first Guardians of the Galaxy. So my vote is going to be Iron Man. Uh, Santa. I'm actually going with Iron Man also, just because, you know, that's that, that would, so good, out of the gate, and then started this whole shebang. Yeah, made everything else possible. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it just seemed like more of the first one, you know, just, uh, and not quite as good as the first one, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, Cameron? Um, I, I feel the same way, you know, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was a great movie, but it was not kind of the revelation that the first one was the first Guardians of the Galaxy was like truly like different and uh, the second one was just like another Guardians of the Galaxy movie whereas you know Iron Man like like I'm, I echo everything you all have said and I, I still say that like the opening scene to that Iron Man movie where it goes from him being a playboy showing a weapons test to like being in a cave held by terrorists with like shrapnel in his chest mm-hmm. like that established like how that movie was gonna be it was just like just so strong you know as far as like the the opening to that movie it told you everything yeah as soon like when that when like the iron man logo like flashed up at the end of that scene you're like holy shit this is gonna be like a a heck of a ride so he's funny he's a playboy but he's also a survivor and this is real yeah he and he's an inventor and he's going to get himself out of he's a billionaire playboy philanthropist yeah yeah so i agree with all that but ultimately i just had more fun watching guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. volume two like ultimately i just yeah that's more fun like so i'll go with that even though it 
won't make a difference. Nicole refused. <laughs> Nicole refused to make it unanimous. <laughs> well, uh, Nicole, where do we go from here? We got a two fifteen matchup to we close get... out the first round of the MCU we do. bracket. We, we got at number two, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. And at number fifteen we got Iron Man three. This should be a pretty easy matchup. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. Sometimes you have those two fifteen chalkers, but Cameron, uh, I don't feel it. What do I you what do you say? Uh, Iron Man three was a throwaway movie, and Guardians. Everything that we just talked about, Guardians of the Galaxy two not being Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. one was. You know, it was it was the original. It was like the breaking the mold kind of movie. It was mm-hmm. hilarious. It basically, brought us Infinity War too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it introduced Thanos. You know, it, it, there was a lot of meat on that chicken, and uh, Iron Man three was. I don't know, a TV dinner. Mm-hmm. I, wow, boy. Slow down over there. God, boy. You've been watching a little bit of the Charles Barkley on the, uh, on the uh, Inside the March Madness. Um, so as, as disappointed as I was in Iron Man 2, I left uh, Iron Man 3 just being pissed off. It, it had been, a, it'd been, I don't think I was that much pissed off from a movie until I saw like the last Hunger Games which made me really really angry but Iron Man 3 was just so frustrating in so many levels just the what they and... the yeah. twist was ridiculously just, stupid it yeah. was just I, I, I couldn't even explain to you the <laughs> twist I thought the twist in uh, Ocean's 12 was, was bad <laughs> I can explain to people that twist the twist of Iron Man 3 I don't even know if I want the to the villain is actually a stoner that's the twist I feel like right? Uh, <laughs> it was just it's Guardians of the Galaxy volume yeah, 1 for me that is the winner for sure Santa weigh in no yeah everything you guys yeah, I mean Guardians of the Galaxy obviously yeah. What do you, Nicole do you have any yeah. Unanimous? What if, yeah, it's unanimous. What if I did pick Iron Man 3? Would you I would be interested to hear I, I, what I, <laughs> Yes, yeah. I would want to hear. I mean, I agree with you. I don't want to hear did. why it was better than Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I just want to know why you thought it was anywhere good. No, uh, I... Uh, Iron Man 3 doesn't even exist in my mind. Mm. Um, just Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, definitely. Okay, so that closes out the first round of that bracket. Santa, where do you think we should go next? I think we should go to the other imprints. I think we can go go yeah, through this pretty quick. Kind of shake it up a little bit. Yeah. This is a Those different the flavor. Different, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I like it. What's our first uh, so picks? The, the other imprints one was kind of difficult to find sixteen movies, and then also try to try to try to rank them. These are all my my seedings. Yeah. So and I threw I threw some out there until I realized there was that criteria of. The fact that it had to be, you know, based off a comic. I, I threw some ideas out there that I think would probably have been more interesting to talk about. But to keep the theme of it being a in-print comic book, let's let's move forward. So we are. And some our, of these you're going to have to explain what the movies are. So, <laughs> so our our one our one sixteen matchup is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the 1991 versus the Spirit. Uh, the Spirit was a movie that star- starred Gabriel Mock. It had Samuel L. Jackson, it had Scarlett Johansson, and it had Paz Vega. It had Ava Mendez. It was, it, it was it was Frank Miller's first and only directorial movie. Like Frank Miller did Sin City, right? And, and, and uh, wrote uh, the comics, uh, Sin yeah. City, and uh, and and this this was in the same style of Sin City uh, as far as the. Didn't uh, Frank Miller the also visuals. do the 300, the Gladiator? Uh, the Gladiator he may wrote the, the yeah. He wrote that. 300. Yeah, he, he wrote okay, 300. Yeah. And that was uh, Snack Snyder. I think he also... Me. No, he didn't write Watchmen. That was somebody else, yeah. 
Yeah, that was Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but uh, Frank Miller, yeah, this was his first and only, and because it was it was a Christmas. I saw I saw it in theaters, Christmas movie. It was really bad. <laughs> didn't, didn't, um, didn't a version of the Spirit come out in the late nineties too? Uh, no, uh, there was a, a Spirit in the in the seventies or eighties oh, okay. that was kind of like a TV I must be movie. Else, but the comics been around since the fifties, mm-hmm. and then it's and then, purple, right? Uh, in, in the fifties, yeah, I yeah. think so. And then they they redid them in the in the in the nineties, mm-hmm. and then this movie is more is more akin to that one. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, that's that's it's Teenage Mutant Ninja iconic. Turtles. Yeah, because that movie is like because of how dark and, and gritty yeah. that movie was. Because that, that that was more in line with the comics than Absolutely. it was than it was the co- uh, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, people remember the cartoon from the eighties. Being you know, it's a kids' cartoon, but the yeah. comics were yeah. very like. You know, Actually, if you look at the first season of the cartoon, it's also pretty gritty. I mean, it's nothing that I think would be inappropriate for a kid, but it's got like you know real gritty, rough animation, and you know. They're they're sarcastic, wise crap. You know, there's not a, all of the you know, hey kids, make sure to eat your vegetables and recycle. Came once they realized that that cartoon show was having an impact on the youth. You know, there was there was just a lot that I remember from the initial Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, the soundtrack I think was pretty interesting. Um, they there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, uh, you know. Not feedback, was, but but uh, people that were upset, they yeah. they thought like, well, this is supposed to be a kids movie, yeah. and and you have you know just outright violence, and, yeah. and they they got swords and nunchucks and sigh and it was a commentary on the youth of America in the nineties, like yeah. the, the angst, you know, the the grunge era, like about to come about because the, these teenagers who don't have a path and they they join a gang, mm, right. which the in foot. this case was the foot. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yeah. they they did a great job of like depicting. New York, I think, in that movie, like, like it, you can tell that it really is in New York, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they. I thought they also perfectly, you know, depicted uh, Casey Jones as well. Mm-hmm. So he he was really that glue. I think that also kind of brought it a little bit more together. So I'm also going to be with San and choose Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. Yeah, I, I'll agree. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all the way. Um, one one. One other thing that I think is interesting about that movie is how average-looking every single actor in it is. Like, mm-hmm. the woman who plays April O'Neil, she's Judith pretty. Oak. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty, but, like, she's not, like, you know... Who, she's not, She's not like, Gwyneth Paltrow. She's not who this movie would cast if it was, like, some major she wasn't blockbuster the, of today. Was it, who do they have now? Uh, Ma- uh, Megan the, Fox. The Megan oh, Fox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, everybody... In that movie, just looks exactly like who they could actually be, you mm. know, from her boss. The you know, he's bald and has glasses. Like Judith Hogue is in yeah. Nashville. The also, the actress that played April O'Neil. I'm not sure if it's his his first movie acting credit, but Sam Rockwell is like punk number three in that movie. <laughs> he's he's got wow. a speaking line with wow. Casey jo- Jones at the end. He's like, "This is family." <laughs> Casey Jones is like, "You call this?" Family? I'm I'm impressed. That down there, family. Yeah, family. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Well done. It's a great movie. All I right. remember the commercials being advertised around Christmas time when I was a mm-hmm. small child. My mom regretted taking me to see that movie for all the reasons we just discussed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so the next in the imprint. Uh, the, the the mask is that the Jim Carrey? The Jim Carrey mask, yes. Okay. The eight nine matchup. And Spawn. 
Okay. Todd That's, McFarlane's spawn. Yeah, right? yeah, Michael Jai White in like the, the mid late nineties. Martin mm. Sheen's in that movie too. Great guy. Interesting. I'm gonna go with the mask on this one. Uh, any any particular reason or just? I I liked it. Um, I remember seeing it with my older brother sitting on the couch together watching it. Mm-hmm. That's the one I I have a connection to, so that's what I'm gonna pick. Mm. Cameron. That's tricky because I mean the mask was like, uh, like kind of a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Like that movie was bigger than Texas, but. Um... The Spawn, I feel like, was one of the... It had, like, so many things going for it, but it just didn't hit, like... The superhero is African-American. Well, the superhero genre wasn't, like, really... Yeah, it was, it was before yeah. the first X-Men movie. Like, yeah. it was it was, it was was ahead of its time. Like people didn't know way. what to expect. Yeah. Like, the only thing people knew about <clears throat> it, John Leguizamo was in it, and they hated him. Right. Well, that's crazy, because John Leguizamo was an amazing actor, and yeah. he's an amazing he actor still is in that movie. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't know what they hated about that performance, because he's great in that movie. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, I will go with the mask. But Spawn was just ahead of its time. Like if if Spawn was released later, it would have been a big deal. Mm. <clears throat> Santa, I'm going with the mask because that Spawn was the the great premise. They they had a lot of stuff that they could have went with, but it, they just they you could tell they yeah. expected to make more. Yeah, they yeah, they, mm-hmm. they set it up. They fell Carey. short. Of, they fell short of the mark. Yeah, and then with the mask was I mean that was like Jim Carrey you know, like was a, the mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, like a fun movie. This yeah. kind of makes me think why they haven't rebooted Spawn. They rebooted every freaking. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about it. They yeah. uh, they have it in the works. They, it had a very successful HBO TV yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, animated show. It was the 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 second part of the three part phase of Jim Carrey's. Like I'm going to you know be the it comedic guy, especially when it comes to physical comedy. Yeah, it was the height of his, uh, that part of his career. So many, you know, lines that come out, you know, somebody <clears throat> stop me! Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, also, you know, there's uh, the, the little bit of Loki in there, right? Because that was the whole right. mask, the <clears throat> uh, mischief. So, I, I think the mask should advance, and, and it does. So, uh, we'll move on to our next uh, picks. Do you want to tell us who it is, it Nicole? Is- Yep, um, we're at our fourth or teen matchup with number four is Time Cop and number three is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2014 version. So was that real life or was that all CGI, That the 2014 version? That was like mo The Turtles right? are CGI. Yeah, okay. but that was the, the Megan Fox one. Okay, yeah. right. Megan Fox and Will Arnett. And is the time cock the Jean-Claude Van Damme? Jean-Claude Van one, yes. Mm. That is based off a comic. Yes. I didn't wow. know that. <laughs> uh, I actually remember time cock, time, cock, ta- yeah. time cock very well. I was definitely a Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. Yeah. And uh, also, his the, the, the actress that played his wife was Simone from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh. Believe it or not. Yeah. So I thought it was a really good premise. I remember watching it a lot. Um, and... Even though it probably got a lot of bad reviews, just like most Shanghai Vietnam movies did, I'm going to choose Timecock because uh, to me, 2014 uh, Turtles has can't even you know sit in the same room as the 1991. So Timecock is my choice. What do you think, Santa? I'm going to go with Timecock also. It's just I just I, you know that was the height of Jean-Claude Van Damme's career. And, What's that one John claude Van Damme movie we watched? Recently. Bloodsport? Bloodsport. With the guy... Kumite? Bloodsport. Yeah, Bloodsport. Blood we watched that recently. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, time... With, with Donald Gibb, who, who kind of reminds me a little bit of Reed. Forrest Whitaker's also in that movie. 
I think he made one Oh, that's right, yeah. He's yeah. one of the, uh, like, CIA, the CIA guys or yeah, something. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2014 one, isn't actually that bad. Uh, it gets a bad rap because it's a Michael Bay movie. But, yeah, the, I mean, it uh, doesn't compare to Time Cop. All right. I haven't seen Time Cop, so I'm going to go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014 because I have seen that. And I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. most you can say it. for a Michael Bay film. Mm-hmm. I didn't fall asleep during it. Oh, but, no. Maybe did. Fair enough. I did during the sequel. Yeah, so uh, I also have a fond memory of Time Cop. I, I, in general, love, like, all the different ways that, like, a time travel plot can be, you know, interpreted, as long as it's not stupid and nonsense. Like, you know, Time Cop had its own sort of rules that it followed, so I like Time Cop. Yeah, like the... The matter can't occupy the same yeah, space. Yeah, you know, and, the, mm-hmm. and they kept saying that throughout yeah. the whole movie, yeah. and then there was the payoff at the yeah. end. So it established like, some good. Yeah, it was just like Back to the Future, foreshadowing that okay, yeah, some, something's gonna. This is how the bad guy's gonna die. <laughs> and it, well, and it's also it, it also followed uh, Twelve Monkeys rules. Like everything that had happened had already happened. Yeah. Like it was all self consistent. Mm. Um, my thoughts on the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If your trailer has the <laughs> sound in it it's a bad movie that is a that is a rule in my inception book. was good <laughs> did inception have that okay i'm sure it did yeah so well, is that I, just the like sucking of sound. sound it's like it's in every fucking trailer there's like you know like very Dumb. busy you know, manic action, and then there's a scene where it's slow mo, and it goes Doom. and like a thing is yeah. falling off a building, or two things are about to collide, right. or something is about to happen, and it, you slow the frame rate down, and you say Doom, and that's how the audience knows it's super badass and intense. I I like that. Fuck that is what we're I gonna say. call it the Cameron Doom. Yeah, <laughs> that and the Wilhelm scream are the two most noticeable <laughs> yes. sounds in cinema. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I remember hearing that sound in the trailer. That's the impression that it made on me. I remember the trailer from this long ago. So, uh, yeah, I'll never upvote a Michael Bay movie. I think it's another rule for this podcast. All right, tearing on through, we have our next matchup. Uh, what seed is this? This is the 512. The 512, Flash Gordon against Tank Girl, Lori Petty. I've, I'm at a disadvantage. I have not seen either of these movies, and I feel bad. Uh, you're talking Flash Gordon, the, the one from like the 60s, right? Yeah, yes. the classic. 80s. 80s? Really? Yeah. I yeah. It was that recent. Uh, uh. Well, I mean, I, did you see the movie Ted with the little bear with no, Mark actually, Wahlberg? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, I, that, that was on my list. Of that'll teach you everything you need to know, really, about Flash so, Gordon. So I, I guess I have to abstain from this. Tank Girl, I uh, want to go back uh, and watch that. Who did this? Queen did the soundtrack. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, so Flash Gordon. Oh, yes, really? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I should put both of these on my <laughs> list then. <laughs> Defenders of the Universe. <laughs> who, so, uh, the the girl who was the lead actress in Tank Girl, what else has she been in? She was in a League of Their Own. She played the oh, little sister. Oh, right. Yeah. She's yeah. also the female love interest in uh, what's the Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze movie, Point Break. Okay. Yeah. She's she's a really interesting actress. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to go back and see this, but I haven't seen any. So I'll just Tank Girl was terrible. Really? That's all I need to say. Oh, that's Tank Girl was terrible. It, 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 in my opinion, Flash Gordon wins just because Tank Girl was terrible. Yeah. And Flash it's Gordon a pretty is popular. Like, oh. Tank Girl is a pretty popular comic. Yeah, yeah, it's still, yeah. It's still going, and still, it's pretty yeah, like yeah. you know unique. And yeah, the lady with the, the comic was good. <laughs> the, the TV or the movie mm-hmm. adaptation was bad. So I'm going with uh, uh, Flash Gordon. Same here. Santa. All right, so Flash, right, Flash advances. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do we have next, Santa? 
It's a three fourteen. So Hellboy versus Barbed Wire. Not just Hellboy. Hellboy two. Yes. Hellboy two. I'm sorry. Yes. You made it. And the Golden Army. Yeah. Yes. So now I have to remember the differences between Hellboy one and Hellboy two, which I'm gonna struggle with. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a bad experience watching Hellboy two. There was the the theater. The the crowd was was kind of bad. But uh, really? I don't remember much about that movie other than it's the Golden Army and then. Mm. Yeah. What did the crowd do that was so bad in the... It was a late night showing, and then, you know, it was a small... There was, like, maybe, like, 30 people in there, and people in the front were kind of being loud and rude. Uh, (laughs) They were not showing proper movie movie theater etiquette. They weren't showing decorum. What is Barbed Wire even about? Pamela Anderson, it's, like, kind of, like, not necessarily post-apocalyptic, but close to it, and then she's trying to smuggle a scientist across the border. It's similar to Tank Girl, except she's more attractive, and she has, like, is it a blind brother? Or They throw, like, a shower scene in there, too, just to, just to have some, this, some nudity in just there. Just because. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is when... People gotta get clean in the post-apocalypse. Like, Pam Anderson yeah. trying to become an actress. Yeah, right? this was the peak yeah. of Pam Anderson's career. This was like, okay, she makes a lot of money by mm-hmm. taking off her clothes in Playboy and mm-hmm. running around in a red... Uh, bathing suit and Baywatch. Yeah. Let's she see if she can do that. Um, tools. She was. It was okay. It, yeah. I mean, I, it was certainly wasn't great in any shape or yeah, form. Right. Yeah. But it still wasn't good. I I thought Hellboy two was just as good as Hellboy one, but I can't really remember the distinction between the two. To like be Hellboy one was more like the an origin type thing, and Hellboy two had the the other stuff like the golden, you know, like him yeah. going more. Him becoming who, accepting who he was to yeah. triumph over the bad guys. They're, so, and they're both Guillermo del Toro movies. Yeah, so. mm. I'm gonna go with Hellboy two. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that too. I mean, I haven't seen Barbed Wire, but Hellboy two was entertaining, and Guillermo del Toro is a good and his visual style. I mean, that's why people love him. So I'll, re- I'll give it. To I'll him. rewatch a Hellboy movie. I won't. Re- I won't rewatch Barbed Wire. Yeah. So Hellboy two advances. Ooh, so this one is really, really good, and I look forward to debating this this one. So what, what have we got, Santa? It's, what, a, what's... it's a six eleven, and I have the Crow at six and the Rocketeer at eleven. The Crow, Bruce Lee's uh, son, Brandon Lee, who tragically died on set, and the Rocketeer. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but I know Jennifer Connelly's in it. And uh, we have actually one of our good friends is a big fan of uh, the Rocketeer yeah, charity. She has two Rocketeer tattoos. She has two now. <clears throat> I think she always had two. Okay, yeah, I know two Rockets guys on her. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I definitely know the one. Mm-hmm. So, oh. Nicole, what do you? Th- what? what, what do you Brandon have- Lee died making. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he gets he extra points for that. that. So I'm gonna give him the. Um, I never saw The Crow, so I feel like I... Really? Yeah, I know. It's one that... I was I was a little too young, because okay. The Crow came out when I was, like, seven. So I'm, you know, that's... So I heard a lot of people who I knew talk about it, but I never actually went to the trouble of watching it when I was older, but... Um, there was... Do you, do you remember The Rocketeer? Yeah, I saw that in the theaters. What do you think? Oh, I, I... So, again, I like period pieces, so I like kind of the retro vibe of that. Yes. Um... It's a, like it was a fun ch- movie. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, that was a movie that was made before you're going to only make a movie if you have four potential sequels to come out of it. Like, they, they made the movie. I assume it didn't do great. We all went on with our lives, you know. Like, the special I, effects were actually really, really good. Yeah, I thought it was and great. And ahead of its time. Yeah. 
I like how chewing gum was a pivotal plot point in the movie. That's right. He took the gum and yeah. put it on his back, and it was like the, uh, what do you call it? The, the fuel leak gum. Yeah, the fuel yeah. leak I also like how um, the idea of that movie is that if you have a rocket pack, you have the ultimate weapon. <laughs> you know, like nobody yeah. can see it. <laughs> Flight jet, is important. Jet packs. Yeah. Jet packs. Uh, Santa, you want to weigh in? Uh, I've actually not seen The Rocketeer beginning to end all the way. And the crow I've seen, I, I actually didn't think the crow was a great movie, but mainly because probably just you know him dying and then them doing the reshoots and like continuing with the movie mm-hmm. just seemed kind of odd. But uh, I'm actually gonna pick the Rocketeer here. All right, yeah. so I so we have two of the Rocketeer went for the crow. I am also gonna go for the crow. The oh. crow was just. Uh, it was such a significant movie when it came out because of the Brandon Lee tragic death and how there was all those similarities between you know his his tragic death and Bruce Lee's tragic death. Uh, the the soundtrack was legendary. It, it epitomized what grunge alternative rock was. Everybody was dressing up as the Crow for for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, the sequels were very poorly done. But uh, as far as just iconic uh, movie of its time, it was The Crow. So we have another tiebreaker, and we need to teleport in tiebreaker Tyler. Tyler? Yes. All right. She's coming. We are going to break it down for you. This is a, uh, what's the number? 6-11. It's a 6-11 matchup. Uh, The sixth seed is... Uh, Brandon Lee's The Crow uh, against uh, The Rocketeer. So I like Cameron. The Crow was a little bit before my time. So <laughs> I gotta go with The Rocketeer. Oh. That was like my childhood. Like, Rocketeer was fun. Like, Man, I feel guilty because I feel that way. making this. I don't understand. Why don't they understand what yeah. we're saying, Nicole? Well, the Rocketeer is my personal pick. But, like, there's no question... Maybe because of his death and not so much the movie itself, The Crow had a massive cultural impact. Like, nobody was fucking yeah. talking about The Rocketeer, you know, two years later. Mm-hmm. But it is what Don't it is. Don't tell that to Charity. Yeah, Charity mm-hmm. likes The Rocketeer. That I thing. think both of those were before my time. Yeah, and yeah, she's, you know, you still made she the right choice. She wants somebody who's willing to somehow the <laughs> Somehow The Rocketeer advances. Well, thank you, Tiebreaker Tyler. You're welcome. Uh, all right, we've got two more matchups left in the uh, imprint, other imprint bracket. So okay, what do we got? Seven ten is Hellboy versus Mystery Men. Hmm. So I'm going to go with Mystery Men just because I feel like it's a lot of fun, and I think Hellboy already got his shot in by advancing. And to me, I just don't need to have a face-off between Hellboy and Hellboy 2 and uh, Sweet 16. I want to see that. I want to see Hellboy 1 versus Hellboy 2. It's like the same movie. So I'm going for Hellboy. All right. All right. So we have one vote for Hellboy, one vote for Mystery Man. What do you got, Santa? I'm going to go with Mystery Man. I haven't seen Mystery Man, but my complete lack of knowledge, I would say, is equally weighted on that versus uh, Hellboy. So uh, I'll let Mystery Men advance to the next round. Very good. So, and then last but not least, we have 
Okay, so this this is this is going to require some clarification here, Santa, because okay. there's been multiple versions of these movies. Yeah, I feel this like. is so the uh, the two fifteen is Dread, which is the not not Keith Urban, Carl Urban, the <laughs> most recent one. The, not the, the Sylvester. The Sylvester Long one Dredd. is called Judge Dread. Right. So Dread is you know it's like the whole Rambo and John Rambo. John Rambo. Yeah. So and then versus Green Hornet, which is the uh, Seth Rogen Green Hornet. Not the. Which I don't think there was ever a Green Hornet. Okay, movie. well there was that yeah. TV yeah. show. Yeah, the TV with, show with, would have Bruce with, Lee. With Bruce Lee. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I haven't seen either of these movies, but I've seen a lot of stuff about Green Hornet, and it sounds awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. What did you hear? I didn't even hear negative press about the Green Hornet. That's all. We watched some YouTube videos about it, right? Yeah, we've seen YouTube things, watch Mojo stuff about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, it's like Green Hornet was not great. I mean, it's a Seth Rogen movie. Where he's trying to be a superhero, but his character's also awful too because yeah, his sidekick does all the. Well, that's not the yeah, TV. That's, 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 that's the premise. That's a bit of the joke. The premise is still stupid though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Dread is actually a pretty good movie. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Urban. Uh, what's his name again? Kai. Carl. Carl, Carl Urban. Yeah. He's yeah. just a great actor. He's yeah. everything he's been in. I thought he's just he just knocks it out. And he like really takes that role seriously. Like he never takes his mask off. He's no. a big name actor. Yeah. You know he was. We only see his chin. Yeah. You see. Yeah. He yeah. never takes the mask off throughout the whole movie. Um, and so so uh, there's a something I saw on the internet where they compare that movie, which cost seventy million dollars to make, with Jack and Jill. The Adam Sandler movie that also cost seventy million dollars to make, and they're basically but that's just because yeah you know, makeup they had to take him on vacation. Adam Sandler yeah they're they're basically arguing that his movies cost a million dollars to make, and the other like sixty nine million dollars just goes into his and his friends' bank accounts, and it's like here's what you can do if you actually want to make a movie with seventy million dollars because mm-hmm. um, you know like the CGI is good like you know all the Everything that happens, you know, makes sense plot-wise. It's a, I really like Judge Dread. Or sorry, Dread. So that closes out the imprints. Uh, so um, I feel like we could either stop now, or we might have time to do one more first-round region. Uh, at least see see how far we get into it. Should we, should we try to go for one more region? Yeah, we can do one more. We, can, we, can we do should DC. do the DC. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's yeah. do the DC yeah. to shake it up. Yeah. So. Uh, Cameron, what do we got as our one sixteen? Dark Knight versus Suicide Squad. So Dark Knight, that's the Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan, yeah, the second one. That's the second series. one with, Ledger, the second with Heath one. Ledger in it. Yeah. Heath Ledger is the Joker. Yeah. And then Suicide Squad, Will Smith, um, Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie, and others. Others. <laughs> Nicole. No question, Dark Knight. I don't know if you, none of you guys are going to pick Suicide Squad, I hope. No, no. I haven't seen Suicide Squad, but uh, Dark Knight is like, I think, maybe the best superhero movie not worth that's ever been made. Even if Suicide Squad was good, there's nothing that's going to outweigh the performance yeah. of Heath Ledger's Joker. It was he also perfect. died for that movie. He also essentially. died for that <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he, he drove himself, I think, crazy actually yeah. doing the whole role. So. Well, I just remember when that was announced, everyone was like, that's stupid. They shouldn't even have the Joker. Nobody can compare to Jack Nicholson's performance. And like, man, did he? He shut them up quick. Yeah, like he he didn't just like do a good job. He like interpreted the character in a different way that was just as incredible as Jack Nicholson. He literally killed it. I can only imagine what uh, 
the sequel would have been. It's, yeah, it's a tragedy because he was supposed to be heavily featured in the third movie, and yeah. they had to rewrite it because he wasn't there. Santa, any additional thoughts? No, or? yeah, Dark Knight. I mean, yep. obviously, yeah. Pretty simple. Uh, and then our 8-9 matchup in the DC Universe. Uh, the Watchmen and Row to Perdition, which I kind of remember, but you're going to have to... Tom Hanks. Oh. Uh, gangsters. They, his son... Witnessed, that was a DC imprint? Yeah, it was part of the Vertigo cool. line, I believe. And then they... Uh, so his his son witnesses... He, Tom Hanks is a, like a hitman, basically. And his son witnesses a Tom Hanks doing work. And then so they... Mm-hmm. And so he has to be silenced. So they, they they go on the run, and then there's a hitman after them. And so Cameron, do you recall that? I don't time? even remember that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see Watchmen, but I heard that it was a very faithful adaptation of the comics, and I really like the comic a, a great deal. So I, I'll, I'll vote for the Watchmen, even though I'm essentially ignorant of both movies. Watchmen was really good. Uh, I, I think if if anything, the problem was is the. The spectacle that they brought of those those unique superheroes mm-hmm. sort of whitewashed everything else that was kind of about it. That was kind of an unfortunate thing. Um, but I mean, sometimes you got to show a, a big blue penis. So. <laughs> um, but that that's that's. I, I'll point out in the comic books he doesn't have a big blue penis. They right. Just don't draw it on the comic that's, books. And that's why I'm saying yeah. is <laughs> it could have been more had they not just. You know, I'm not sure why so, he felt it necessary. I think they just were just trying to be shocking because yeah. they're trying to say that it's, these it's heroes Snyder, were, that's were what different. He does. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's an equal opportunity nudist. Yeah. I saw that movie in IMAX. So, oh my god, definitely yeah. a big blue penis. <laughs> Surprised you didn't get your eye poked out. <laughs> Nicole, what, what do you think? I'm gonna go with Watchmen on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was ultimately the better comic book movie. Fair enough. Uh, so, unless anybody disagrees, Watchmen advances. Watchmen. All right, and in our next, uh, what is that, a 413? 413, yep. Uh, we have the 1989, it came out actually June 22nd, my birthday. Mm. Not the same year, but same yeah. day. Uh, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Batman. Actually, Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, Batman. Right, Jack yeah. Nicholson did have uh, top billing. Yeah, the top, top billing. Uh, versus... Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but Constantine, Constantine. is that the uh, yeah. yeah, which was actually really good. I yeah. thought um, it was again one of those movies where like you didn't really he, know much about it going in. Because, yeah, because you know, like the it was it wasn't it wasn't a mainline comic series. Uh, Constantine, he's a he's a known character like in the like in the vein of like a swamp thing like like that Neil Gaiman world mm-hmm. like stuff uh, Sandman and things death you know they but and you want to make a fun of uh, of a Keanu Reeves movie but then sometimes you know his his way of doing stuff works and, not, it, and not, it, it, it did kind of work yeah, in this movie he doesn't so. make bad choices you know he, he's a bad actor but he doesn't make bad fil- choices on films to but be sometimes his acting style lends well to yeah, the yeah he was the perfect yeah, Neo yeah <clears throat> the perfect John Wick. That's what I was about yeah. to say. Perfect John Wick. Uh, Nicole, what do you what do you weigh on this one? Uh, for this one, uh, I'm gonna abstain actually because I haven't seen either of these movies. Fair enough, Santa. Uh, Batman, 1989. I'll also say Batman, 1989. Like that movie redefined Batman. It was huge. It yeah. brought Batman back. It was basically saying. We don't have to be the campy Adam West Batman. Right. 
Um, Jack Nicholson was like he was a good blown job. out of the water good. Yeah, everybody amazing. thought that Michael Keaton was going to be very good. He was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think he did even better in the sequel. Uh, and it made Tim Burton's career, I think, again. Yeah. Or not again, but it it it, it left him to yeah. another level. Uh, that this was his style, and and the soundtrack with Danny Elfman doing yeah. the score yeah. and Prince. Prince doing the yeah Prince got a cameo yes, in there. It was huge. It was a big movie. It was a big big movie, big summer movie. The documentary about the guy who owned the rights to Batman and like fought for a decade to get that version of Batman made is interesting too. Uh, is that the Bob Kane thing? Or? I, don't, I don't know what the guy's name is, but he was basically able to buy the rights for dirt cheap because nobody thought there was any value in the property mm-hmm. because of Adam West can't be Batman. Gotcha. And so he bought the rights and then had to spend 10 years of his life convincing a studio to take a chance on that movie, essentially. I want to say it was Bob Kane, but we'll look it up here in a bit. Um, so, followed by the 12-5... Um, well, which one's the 12th? Which one's the 5? The Jenna. top seed is the higher, uh, the top. So, History of Violence is a 5. Yeah. To Batman Returns is 12. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm... I've not I'm seen a... History of Violence, so I, I'm at a disadvantage here. That so, was the first movie I ever snuck into, because I was not quite 17 when it came out. Mm-hmm. So, we bought a ticket for uh, some ice skating movie that came out at the same time. <laughs> I did the same thing with Wild Things and <laughs> Grease when Grease re-ran in theaters for its mm-hmm. 25th anniversary. Was Grease rated R? No. Wild Things. I bought a ticket to Grease so that I could sneak into Wild Things. This that is... was the movie to see if you were a middle yeah. school aged boy. Had... <laughs> the other movie had like Amanda Bynes in it, I think, or something like that. But I, anyways, it was me and my best friend in high school. And we, we were 15, 16, and... We snuck into that, and the movie was sold out, so we got kicked out in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but I also really love um, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the the penguin in that. Dane DeVito. And Amazing. Michelle Pfeiffer is the best, one of the best cat women. So. Yeah, she's she's full on crazy in that movie. Mm-hmm. She does a great job with it. So I'm gonna go with Batman Returns. So, I thought Viggo Mortensen and Ed Harris were great in History of Violence, but I am one of those people who actually feels like Batman Returns was even better than the Jack Nicholson Batman. I just, I I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was just awesome. I remember all the hype of everybody who wanted to be Catwoman. Um, uh, Danny DeVito was the perfect penguin. Uh, And then you had Christopher Walken in there. I mean, who just freaking just killed it i mean he was it was just there was just so much going on it was so exciting when it came out i am going to have to go to batman with batman returns and the 12-5 upset so i'm gonna go with batman returns also mm. the, that actually did yeah batman returns over over yeah i like i did like that one more than batman 89 ones batman 89 one still had a little like camp to it well, just, a little mu- bit. The museum scene. I mean, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll yeah. be a good that matchup in our sweet 16 with Batman or, versus Batman. Batman Returns. versus Batman. Around, around the 32. So does everybody uh, agree that yeah, Batman yeah. Returns I, I feel bad because I haven't seen History of Violence, but... it's a, History of Violence is a pretty good movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's a... It's a I mean, it, it's based off a comic, but it's hard to call yeah. it a superhero movie. But Batman Returns is the... Uh, 
another movie my mom deeply regrets taking me to see in theaters. <laughs> really? It was oh, it's because I was like eight, man. It's, it's pretty it's violent. Like so violent. You, you you tricked your mom and I tricked my. Well, she years. kept falling for it. She never <laughs> stopped falling for it. <laughs> she never let you watch The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Or or married with children. She hated married with children. Well, yeah. I mean, there's the there's scene at the point, beginning where, yes. where when Christopher Walken shoves Selena Kyle out the window. Oh yeah. Cats come and eat her flesh. Yeah, like, they're resuscitating her. By eating her? No, that's that was the whole point. I thought they were blowing little know. kitty breaths into her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, moving on. Uh, what do we have next? Uh, Three fourteen. Uh, all right. So. Uh, Nicole, this is the I assume the Christopher Reeve Superman Santa. Yeah, Superman. Yeah. And followed by which I had no idea this was actually a comic book. Red. This Red. is with Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis and uh, Kelly Marin. Yeah, uh, retired. John Malkovich. Which is actually Morgan Freeman. So before I I I weigh in on this, I will say Red is. A good movie yeah. that we should all watch. It's a fun, I've, I have it on DVD. I mean, it's, it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did. I hadn't seen Red, and so we we bought it one day, and um, I fell asleep watching it because <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Superman here. Now, did have you seen the Superman? The the, the Christopher Reeve one. The yeah, first one. I've Mom seen, Reno, I've seen that a long time ago, but yes, I have seen that. Cameron, did, did you see? Oh. Superman was like one of the defining movies of my childhood. Absolutely. Oh, just that movie's so good. Um, it's got uh, what's his name is Jor El. Um, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Yeah, like you can't. Yeah. You can't beat. You can't that. go wrong there. It's just an epic movie. So S- Superman all the way. Yeah. yeah, I I could go on for days about why that movie was great. The it's special movie effects, with a wonderful score to complement. You know, Perfect yeah, score. Yeah. Oh my god! Sure if you the, think about that, I'm not sure who. It was Danny Elfman. Yeah, I, I think it might no, be no, no. too too old to be Danny no, Elfman. No, 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 it's John Williams, right? No. Oh, was it John, John Williams? Williams? That would make sense. Yeah. Let's let's look it up here. Because so. that was eighty nine, no eighty eight or something. No, no, no. Seven, was, 70, yeah, 79. Yeah. 79. Yeah. yeah, ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like seventy eight or seventy nine. The like in the midst of all the Star Wars stuff, he had time se- to do seventy eight to do a, a Superman movie. Um, yeah. The the special effects were just you know beyond its time. Um, I'm trying to find out where the music is. Yeah, that, so I, that was one, though, that uh, even seven-year-old me didn't think the time travel element made sense. Oh, about where he made the world Because it's like, if you made the background. world spin backwards, it would just cause everyone to fly off the face of the earth. <laughs> it wouldn't make time go in reverse. There's a lot of things about Superman that don't make sense, though. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. You yeah. Can, you can tell that was in the infancy of time travel concepts it, in movies. It was, it was totally John, John Williams, yeah, and he totally Williams. rocked it, and it yeah, was totally the better great. movie, and it should advance. So, it's a great movie. Unless anybody disagrees. Nah. Superman moves on. So... Moving Six on, nine. yes. V for Vendetta, followed by Batman Begins, the reboot of Batman with Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan. Proceed, Santa. I, I, Batman Begins was coming off of Batman and Robin. Yeah, you know, there's so there's like <laughs> Nipplegate. Yeah, I it love was like Batman so, and Robin. It was like it, oh. was, it was like so so good, but V for Vendetta, you know, it's like. Just like the social commentary alone in that movie, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, that's a movie where the commentary like amplifies over time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more seems like oh, how did they think of that back then? Mm-hmm. You know, 
It's a tough one. So I, I, I for a minute there, I want to diverge and say, Nicole, why is Batman and Robin a good movie? But it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I like all the the puns. I like all the ice puns. Nice, uh, ice to, to meet you. you. It makes me laugh. Uh, partially, I like trolling Santa now when I watch it too. I'm like, yeah, that's my Batman right there. Val <laughs> Kilmer. No, 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 it's George Clooney. Clooney. Same thing. <laughs> I hate when people talk to it in the movie. <laughs> That reminds me of some movie that we watched where Nicole was like, is that George Clooney? I'm like, no, it's not George Clooney. It's nowhere close to being George Clooney. <laughs> they all look the same. I don't remember who it was, but it was all definitely not George Clooney. Men. All those older white men look yeah. the same to me. So, um, Sina, I'm hearing V Vendetta for you? Yeah, V for Vendetta for me. All right. Yeah. I, this is hard because I actually really like Batman Begins. I, it, I, I appreciated how they showed more to the Batman origin story than just like... You know, oh, Martha died and the pearls and all scattering on the ground. But they actually showed him, you know, training and getting more skills. Yeah. But um, V for Vendetta is a a really good movie. So I'm going to pick V for Vendetta. I'll pick V for Vendetta. Uh, Batman Begins was a breath of fresh air after the depths that the Batman franchise had crawled into the gutter. Mm. But V for Vendetta... Uh, yeah, like for the for the reasons we've said, it's it's a better movie if you if you take them both just on their own merits. Well, I think we're making a mistake, and I think we should do Batman Begins, but I'll go with the press of the panel and say V for Vendetta. You don't have to go with us. You can. You no, can no, no. I, I'm I'm not going with you, okay. but I mean I'm forced to okay, make them yeah. advance just because yeah. I'm out number three to one. I don't know why we made this mistake. I feel like <laughs> we're going to be feeling it later, but I'm I'm. I'm going to hold my tongue and move on to the the last two games of the bracket of this uh, region. Superman 2 with uh, Terrence Stamp as uh, uh, General Zod. And The Dark Knight Rises, uh, the the Bane, the final uh, uh, chapter of the Nolan series, also with Catwoman. Um, Sentinel? I actually... This one's a little tough. I mean, it's a, the seven ten. Just like with Superman two with Zod, and you know that's like a a a good like villain to to match Superman's strength. You mm-hmm. know, because like in the first one it was just Lex Luthor, and then you know blowing up uh, like the fault lines. Yeah. You know, and then uh, but this and Dark Knight Rises, that movie could have been better. Like if they had made Bane the the proper villain, mm-hmm. and instead of having it be the you know the twist at the end, the twist was a problem. And then and then kind of like trying trying to make it a happy ending, where he he retires as Batman and rides off into the sunset. Yes, you know and uh, but I'm gonna go with Superman two on this one. Okay, I also want to go with Superman two, uh, and I really really love. All three of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but um, the twist was weak. Um, they did not build up the whole Ra's al Ghul's daughter, I think, adequately. Um, however, I did think the social commentary that they did with Dark Knight Rises and with Bane was really, really awesome. It really holds true with even more recent events that happened. But uh, everything that was not good about the original Superman, they fixed in Superman 2. And yes, it was it was the better of the two Superman movies, in my opinion. Um, we'll see if they face each other later in the Sweet Sixteen. But 
Nicole, unless you want to throw your your. I'm gonna opposing. go with the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. I I liked Anne Hathaway as uh. She was good. As Catwoman, I I like the happy ending. I'll be honest. I I think it needed that. Fair mm-hmm. enough. <clears throat> and finally, we close <laughs> out with. Oh, we got the Cameron. Oh, I didn't vote yet. Oh, sorry. Oh. And I'm gonna ruin it all for you. Uh oh. <laughs> so I oh. thought both of them had a lot of strengths and a couple weaknesses. Like I in in the Superman two, like how he gives up his powers. I thought that 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 was kind of like a boondoggle that maybe I don't know didn't need to be there, but. Um, yeah, and and like I, the, the happy ending seemed a little forced. I agree with what y'all said in, in Dark Knight Rises about, um, you know, why have that cat that twist at the end? Why not just make Bane be Bane? But um, uh, I think I'm gonna go. I think just slightly gonna edge out with Dark Knight Rises because a huge part of that movie's social commentary was like class disparity mm-hmm. and you know, just just mm-hmm. a lot of current topics that are still with us so i'm gonna do all right so we have a tiebreaker we need tiebreaker tyler i feel like tyler is a google art for whenever we say yeah tiebreaker yeah we're making you we're making you earn your zero pay today right all right what are my choices your choices are superman 2 with christopher reeves it was the sequel well you don't have to say that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so about the illusion time. Uh, disclosure. The Dark Knight Rises. That's the the one with Bane. And I was born in the darkness. That one was too serious. Okay. Like it's it's a superhero movie. Like we're supposed to have fun. I don't need to, you know. Uh, I'm gonna go with the one I haven't seen because I didn't like Dark Knight Rises. That's perfectly there fair. You made the right choice. Superman, Superman two advances. Too serious. All right. Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, to close out the DC opening rounds, Wonder Woman, Man of Steel. I'm going to go ahead and say Wonder Woman by a Wonder mil- Woman. By a How is this shot. even a contest? It's a, not it's, really. It's, yeah. it's, I thought this should have been on 116, to be honest. but Dark Knight, Suicide Squad, that's a good one, 116. Yeah. All right. I'd, I'd say, I don't mind Suicide Squad. I'd say Man of Steel is probably better than Suicide Squad, but there are so many things they did wrong with Man of Steel. Yeah. I feel like we could have a whole podcast about it. We it could. was just. I mean, forget everything else. Like the fact that he, Kevin Costner, died to save the family dog. You let the dog die. Like right. you, don't, you don't kill yourself for a dog. Their entire lifespan is twelve years. Kevin Costner at age sixty could have lived another forty. Like I would have, you just ha- don't fucking do that. I would have happily have had another, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Kent heart attack backstory. Yeah, just like I could easily suffer through another Batman's dad got shot in the alley, but it the whole premise of him dying in a freaking tornado to save the dog is just it's absolutely stupid. stupid. Well, it was that and you know like the, like because he. They 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 pounded at the beginning and like you know don't use your powers don't use your powers you know he could have saved them right there but he chose not to because his dad told him not to you know and then, yeah and I just feel like he wanted to not have um, his dad die of a heart attack because that was what was already done and he was trying to avoid you know redoing that which I understand but it's like there's a reason why. Pa Kent dies of a heart attack. The point is that his powers are not unlimited. He yes, yeah, like, exactly. There's a very 
mm-hmm. specific meaning to why his dad dies of a heart attack. In fact, I think there was a line in the original Superman yeah. where he goes, all my all powers, powers, all the strength, and I couldn't save yeah. him. Like, he couldn't go back in time to stop him from eating that last piece of bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so, like, yeah, the, the, the meaning they try and impart... <laughs> Follow that. Follow yeah. that. I, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, but not only that, just Wonder Woman is such a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies I saw last year. And sometimes still, when I'm having a rough day at work, I'll just play the whole like No Man's Land scene on YouTube real quick. Yeah, that's a great scene. Gets mm. me. Gets me through the day. Mm. I look forward to the sequel to that because with Cheetah. I don't know what what are you talking about. That's the villain. That's Kristen Kristen Wiig is signed on to be the villain. Oh, in, so I did know that. Too. What's Cheetah like? What, what? She's like her rival in the comics. Mm. Like you see in the, in, the, in the cartoons a couple times. She's she's the the rival to Wonder Woman. Man, Kristen Wiig playing it straight will be interesting because she's she's got like a range as an actress, but I still think of her as a as a comedy lady. You know, I I'm believe a- I believe in Patty Jenkins. I'm going to withhold judgment until I see the movie, but I'm a little worried. All right, so I think we have uh, exceeded usually what our average time is, but we're going to close out the super bracket when? Maybe in the next week or two, Santa? Yeah, I was thinking the next week, probably. I mean, because we don't. Because March only has a couple weeks left in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I am traveling to Catlanta. Uh, with Mrs. Tyler to watch the cats. Cats hopefully advance to the final four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but uh, we will reconvene next week to do the other first rounds of the Marvel movies and close out the rest of the practice. Does that sound like a good, good plan? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can close finish it out. out. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we hope that you guys uh, continue to uh, follow us on at Guy Girl Santa. And we will see you next time. Talk to you soon. Bye.